0: friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. Oh my gracious, how much do I love these women? But before we get started, I just want to tell you about one of our incredible partners crew. Y'all know this about me, but God's Word really matters in my life. I've been reading through the Bible in a year in 2021, and I'm just always blown away by how alive it is and how I learn something new every day. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible, like you couldn't afford one or you couldn't just hop on Amazon and have one sent to your house. Take it one step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. This is not hard for us to imagine right now when we know what's going on in the world and honestly, though, we can forget that there are so many people who simply can't get a Bible. And that's why we are thrilled, like, hear me clear, so thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations in the world with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. And Crew has given Bibles to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus all around the globe. But here's where they need our help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. And when you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21 as a thank you, crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you get a free copy of my book. That sounds fun. Simply text FUN, F-U-N, to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text FUN to 71326. That's F-U-N to 71326. Six to help now, or visit give.crew.org/fun, and we are only a couple of weeks away from hopping on the bus with Tanny. Annie and Tiny Annie, and lots of our friends, and taking this show on the road. Be sure to hop over to AnnieFdowns.com slash events to grab your tickets for the That Sounds Fun tour. It's comedy, it's a live podcast interview with a special guest in every city. There's confetti, it's so much fun coming your way. We cannot wait to see you at one of these shows. Today on the show, we have such a lovely duo, Natalie Grant and Charlotte Gamble from Dare to Be. Acclaimed Christian artist Natalie Grant, who you know and love, she was on episode 263 of the pod. Well, she and her best friend, Charlotte Gamble, are an incredibly powerful speaker and author, founded Dare to Be in 2012 with amazing live events to encourage women. And now they've written a book by the same name in Dare to Be. Natalie and Charlotte challenge readers to re-embrace those I Dare You moments, which were so prevalent in childhood, and dare to unlock their full potential with childlike excitement and biblical courage. These women, y'all buckle up because they have got some things to share that we need to know. Listen, you may want to take notes. Charlotte is like a nugget factory, man. She has so many very awesome things to say. You're going to love it. So here's my conversation with Natalie Grant and Charlotte Gamble. Charlotte, it's the <laughs> first time on That Sounds Fun. I know. I'm so welcome. excited. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Nat, welcome back. Thank As usual, you. You're always you welcome you here. Thank you for having me. First, we need to do some friendship stuff about the UK. Yes. Me and yes. Charlotte. Okay. Do you know I used to live in Edinburgh? Really? Yes. How come I also? didn't know that either. You didn't know that either? What? It may have been pre-friendship. It was 2011. Oh, I lived my in word. Edinburgh. Why? Okay, well, clearly you didn't pick up the accent. <laughs> no, but I can understand <laughs> it very clearly. Well, that's a hot but accent But why did understand. you live there? Uh, I was helping with a church plant that was doing college ministry, well, and I was holy? writing a book. Right? <laughs> aren't I a good Christian? <laughs> aren't you a Jesus follower? Um, didn't I get to move to, from first world to first world? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It was not that's hard. Rough. I loved it. I mean, the interesting thing, I wonder if this is your experience with America, too, because you're so good at both countries, is that I found the longer—where if I, if I move to a country that is not first world, that does not speak English— the culture shock is very high at first. right? Yes. And the longer you're there, you're like, you know what? But we right. both share this and share this. Right. And it's like it, right. it shrinks, mm-hmm. the culture shock. When I moved first world to first world, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we're the same. We're the same. Yes. We're not, not the, same. the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. Yeah, so imagine working that scenario out.
1: But uh-huh. actually, it's because you chose to marry someone from uh-huh. America. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, so, like, I tried. This is going to work. Me, this <laughs> is going to work. This is gonna. Oh, my gosh. What do you mean? That's not right. That was like our whole beginning first couple of years of marriage, down to, the, like, the whole language. Like, we think, you know, so I am bilingual. The right. good thing is, for all your listeners today, I speak American
0: and I speak English. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not the same. It turns it's out. Yeah, I really mean, they, it, it would be so funny because when I was, uh, <laughs> 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 when I was talking to a guy in, in Scotland, <laughs> yeah, I can go uh, with that. That's how we'll do it. You uh, have when to I be was my toe in to the water. Him, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, we'd have moments where I'd be like, you know, kindergarten. And you right, didn't know the word right. kindergarten. I was like, no, this ain't going right. to work. This kindergarten- is right. What do you mean you <laughs> don't know kindergarten? No. <laughs> you
1: can get in trouble. I mean, I. So I uh, it was a funny moment. I, a friend of mine. Oh, my gosh, please tell this story. Please I tell it in full.
2: I, do not edit. I don't. Well, <laughs> I don't, she, don't know what okay one, one you mix. On
1: I have lots of them. So <laughs> I, I'll tell. You have oh, to tell oh, that story. Yeah, yeah. You well, have to. Okay, 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 okay.
2: You must. Okay, I have a couple. So I'll start with the first one.
1: I have a friend who's very, very proper. Started a church in America. Went like his first Sunday, like the church super excited. Like these are their new pastors, blah, blah, blah. And he's English. Yeah, he's English. Okay. Very, very proper English, like yeah. suit tie, the whole deal. And so like he just tells the church after his sermon he's like, now church, you know, what I want you to do is I noticed on my way in, there's a lot of fags in the in the parking lot. So I would like you first of all to bag a fag
0: on your way out. Oh, And then
1: I want you to just go home and have a Sunday join as a family and just, you know, think about everything that's happened today. Oh, and right. They did not. So the whole congregation were like, "We have to what go back, fag is- and have a joint." Yeah. And this is his first Sunday, oh. so that's a cigarette butt in yeah. England, yeah. right? Yeah. Cigarette And right. he wanted them to collect the the, right. the garbage, put it away. Yeah. And he also wanted them to go home and have a Sunday meal together. So a roast dinner is called a joint in oh. England. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: yeah. So so that was interesting. My favorite yeah. is that in the south, you wouldn't even have a pastor acknowledge smoking. Right, pulpit, right. Except right. For that, you might go. To hell! Right, so that guy's right. like, "Hey, those of you that got smoke in the parking lot, bag of Yeah, Oh No, but so that tell, was, the, tell yeah. the so, so that, that was so
0: offensive so, to so many. Exactly. People. Oh, this
2: and is then, about to be even more. Offensive. So okay. yeah. So when I was
1: first dating my uh, husband, how did y'all meet? Uh, <laughs> by the way. Oh, that's a whole nother okay. story. It's very long <laughs> and very cool. So okay. uh, <laughs> you know, unless we want to sit here for three hours, which we're totally cool with, I'll stick to the first story. So the so I was dating my husband. He was part of quite a conservative group. And I didn't really know any of his church friends. And one of them had been really down, like depressed. And so I knew this one guy called Russ. And I was leaving town. So I needed to go get the car keys from, from Steve, who uh, I was dating at the time. So I went into this men's prayer meeting. Uh-huh. And I just basically, you know, kind of needed the keys. So I was like, can I have your keys? And so he's like, "It yeah, gives him the keys. And everyone's like, quiet. And as I'm going, just, you know, me, I'm just, you know, like, wanted courage. Yeah. So I just shout across the group of these guys that are, gathering for prayer and hey Russ just keep your pecker up <gasps> no
0: yeah, you, you said that and, and then I the walked h- out the door yeah
1: <laughs> because in England that just means you know hey keep your chin up you're gonna be fine <laughs> yeah that was my first meeting with I mean, Steve's prayer group oh <laughs> my gosh who corrected
0: you nobody no they way. were they stunned they couldn't even speak out. they were like I nope. don't know what to type or what a word to and do. Steve
1: didn't know that it was an innocent thing. So right. So he, he's like thinking, who is this girl that yes. I am like seriously <laughs> falling in love with? She's cray cray. Yeah. So afterwards, he's like, what were you so thinking? there is yeah. a language barrier, Yeah, friends. there's so a there language barrier. There actually barrier. is. Yeah. So it's, so it's a real thing. Fun.
0: Where are you from in England? So I'm from Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know I wanted to guess that because I wanted to be bougie and say I <laughs> yeah. could tell, but yeah. I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. About. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, for <laughs> yeah me, so my
1: accent is not like the full Yorkshire accent. If I was to talk in the full yorkshire accent you wouldn't have a clue what i was saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like my son is probably the most extreme like he's yes. the one that nat has to ask to repeat more yes. than anybody else yeah he talks it's thick but mine's
0: a little easier for did steve live in england when y'all met you don't have to tell the whole story but or did you live so, in america um
1: so no really s- condensed version i was he was traveling with a band in england Got this it. is like when i was like just 16 I flirted with him. He was a drummer all weekend. Yeah. He was eight years older than me, paid me no attention. Finally, on the last day, says, I have a word from God for you, which I was annoyed about because I didn't want a word from God. Certainly. I just wanted his cell phone number, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just said, look, God's going to use you from a very early age, and God told me to tell you you need to stop me in a flirt. And when God's ready, he'll bring the right man at the right time.
0: He (laughs) gave you that
1: word? Yes. And that's the only year I kept a journal. And I wrote in my journal, age 16, who even is this guy? He's not even that good looking. So I was so mad and wrote his name down. And it was an entire four years later. And I went out after uh, finishing education in the UK before I went to uni. Took a year, uh, like a summer off. and went and served at a church in St. Louis. And they had a party. And he walked through the door. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember you four years earlier. And he had no idea it was me. And so he took me for coffee. And I'm like, you do know we've met before, right? He's Uh -uh. like, no, we haven't. I was like, yes, we have. Uh And I repeated the story. Uh And I said, you know, you told me I had to wait for the right guy at the Uh right time. He just looked right back up at me over his Starbucks and said, well, it was a word from God. And I am the right guy. And now's the right time. (gasps) No. (laughs) Oh, my God. And here they are, 20, almost 26 story. years be 26 years married next week. Oh, yeah.
0: my god! Right? <laughs> Isn't I, so, that crazy? I have been having these conversations with friends of uh, how quickly we say a time period that took a long time. Yeah. Right. So you go like, so four years later. Yeah. Right. And, and, or, or like a couple of months later, right? this went sideways yes. for six weeks. And right. you're like, well, yeah, you can tell that. So four years later. Right. But that was four years. years. Yeah. 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 There's that years. part. A friend of mine reminded me of this. There's that part in Mere Christianity where C.S. Lewis talks about, do y'all remember the sentence where he, he says, the, the author writes, the man got up from the table and went to the door and opened it. But you have no idea if there was a month between each sentence yes. that the author wrote. Yes. And, and so those stories are so encouraging right. for all of us. Right. To yes. hear like, oh yeah, four years. Yeah. <laughs> four
1: years. Years. All oh, right. And, and in that four years, you know, you just don't, have, you know, I, I had to either listen to the word that was given to me yeah. by him, which was, yeah. stop me in a flirt. God wants your heart intact. He's going to use you. Or in those four years, pay no attention to that. Yeah. And, you know, I think for some, maybe that's listening right now, they just need to be encouraged that just do the thing God told you. Yes. Because God yeah. can bring the right people at the right time, which is how our
0: yeah. story
2: even is. Like That's that. literally yes. the <laughs> next thing I wanted. Yeah. The number <laughs> the two literally. relationship yes. in your life perfect. Yeah, okay, now how
0: did y'all? <laughs> Mean, I don't know this.
2: (laughs) So, back in 2005, um, I was doing leading worship at a women's conference in Southern California, Uh Cottonwood Christian Center, Janet Conley. Yes, and you know, then there's this lineup of speakers, obviously, and Charlotte was one of the speakers, but I didn't know who she was, and she they don't, didn't have any Christian music in England at that point. Mm-hmm. So she had no clue who I was. But literally, she except has Except Delirious. Except for— Exactly. Uh, yes. She knew Delirious. Yes. That oh, was and, like— <laughs> <laughs> right? And Darlene Check. And Dar- yeah, <laughs> um, Shout and, to the Lord. Right? Still, and so uh, at that point, um, you know, I'm just coming in to lead worship that night. And you have to tell the story, even though I know you've already been talking. Because <laughs> it happened to you. And so you have to tell it.
1: So I, I was not speaking that night. I'd literally just come in. So I was tired, but for some reason just decided that I would just go to— to the service that night mm-hmm. check it out so I'm sat towards the front and I'm literally in the worship with my eyes closed and I hear an audible male voice oh my gosh like I think someone's <laughs> come and stood next to me and yeah. don't think I'm that holy that this happens to me every day it doesn't Like, but <laughs> in this particular moment I'll never forget it And I just heard this audible male voice say, open your eyes at the back of this auditorium. There's a girl in an orange sweater and jeans and she's to do with your future. (gasps) And I so was freaking out that I was traveling with someone and I nudged them and said, can you just tell me, is there someone at the back of this auditorium in an orange sweater and jeans? And they went, yeah, there is. How did you know? I was like, don't ask. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, what in the heck
2: is Uh going on?
1: So I sit down (laughs) and the pastor leans forward and says, hey, I know you're not speaking tonight, but now that you're here, would you just take the offering? So I was like, Oh my gosh, no, no, actually, I "I will not. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So she's like, oh, and while you're up there during the offering, we've got like a guest singer. And so can you just introduce her? So I'm like, well, I don't know who she is. So she's like, just read the bio out. And she pushes the bio in my hand. So I begin to read this bio out. And as I'm reading the bio out, the girl in the orange sweater and jeans starts walking down the center aisle. And I just start prophesying over her. And she's just uh-uh. crying. She's crying. You do that? Of yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so I would she's say. crying. She gets the platform. We have this awkward
2: hug. And I'm like, hi, I'm Charlotte. And I don't normally do this stuff. Yeah. And so... And then I got off the stage. Literally. What did she say? What kind of things? It, and it's so funny, too, because even as I'm listening to you tell this story, mm-hmm. as I've listened to you at least 150 times, because we love telling the story, I'm reminded of the little small steps yeah. of obedience. Yeah. If she would Always. have said no, and just kind of refused. She's tired. All the thing. all the reasons she had to not do that introduction. Yes. If she just would have—but instead, she was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just say yes. Yeah. That simple yes is what led I— no, like, you know, I don't mean to admit it, but when I'm there to do something, I don't usually come in beforehand. I'm usually none warming of suit, up. Honestly, no, none of suit, I'm yeah. warming up backstage. Yeah. I felt a nudge that particular night because I was in a really kind of burned out season in my own life. I was burned out. We weren't getting pregnant. you was we were say having,
0: before the girls, right? We were having
2: all this just wow. issues in my own personal life. And I just felt that nudge of, you actually aren't just here to give out. You need to be filled up before mm. you can even give out. So I, Went and stood in the back because I wanted to be a part of worship. Third of all, I never wear orange. <laughs>
0: I'm not getting what I tell you. I thought, Natalie
2: wore orange. Okay, yeah. yeah, right? I never wore orange. I went, every time she says that, I'm like, why was I wearing an orange sweater? And I'm like, because the Lord knew yeah. you're going to have to have on a color. That was going to be something that you forever marked and remembered yeah. and seen yeah. and like, wait, that girl had on an orange sweater. It was something that she could see when somebody turned around to see if I was in, All of the little pieces yeah. and our little yeses, the little nudges are what led us to that. And she started speaking this encouragement over me. And at that point, Annie, you'll understand this, being in any Kind of church ministry, you you wrong or right, you get to a point where you're so used to people needing something from Mm -hmm, you. Sure, like you need something from me, you're being nice to me because you need something from me. And I was in a really kind of that kind of bitter place, and she spoke such life Mm -hmm. over me in those. 30 seconds, I'm bawling my eyes out. And then we get off stage, you know, and I'm like, hi, we sh- should probably actually have a proper meeting because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just literally rocked my life. Yeah, And she'll say often, she remembers that I said to her, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And uh, because oh, I thought yeah. there's something that you're needing from me. yeah, And that just kind of tells you where I was at, you know. But what's incredible is what started in that moment was, you know, she said, hey, I've got this church in England. This is probably not how you do this. But will you come? And I was like, actually, yes, I will. And it was that easy of just like, I'm going to say yes. So Bernie and I ended up going over to England. This is in 2006. And we hadn't told anybody that we were starting to go through fertility treatments. And because um, we were told we have, you know, less than 1% of ever conceiving a child. So we're going through these fertility treatments. But anybody who's gone through that, you've got injections and all this stuff you've got to go through. And the way that the time change was, it was like I had to start these injections. And I had them in my purse because I knew that she was taking me to go shopping with all these <laughs> other people in England. We're like, let's go to the cute shops. And I'm like, right. I don't want to say no because I have to stay back and figure out how to give myself an injection in my stomach. You right, know? right. But So I'm sitting in the dressing room. And and I'm shaking. I've literally got this little vial in my hand. And I'm yeah. like, I don't I don't know how to do this. And I literally hear a knock outside the door. And she goes, what are you doing in there? And I'm like, um, I open the door. And I'm sitting there with like um, a I mean, syringe. No. I'm like, I promise this is legal. I promise <laughs> yeah. it's legal. And what's incredible, this is just how God works. When you just lean in mm. to his nudge, to his still small voice, I didn't know that she had gone through the same thing as me, gone wow. through the same treatments. And she said, oh I felt a nudge to come see what you were doing, but let me show you how to do it. And that's just for me, like a reminder that it doesn't always, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, I want that kind of miraculous friendship. Mm-hmm. that, But it, it will play out in your life in, in a different way. But still, God is always faithful. When right. we're faithful in the small, He just shows up. At just the right time with just the right people, and that has literally been the story of our friendship. But about maybe six years into it, took us a while. Yeah, we were like, (laughs) "That's what people need to hear." Is it wasn't a
0: miraculous friendship? And then we went out and decided. I mean, it was cool stuff. It was just like, "Hey,
2: I've got this really cool chick that lives in England, and she's like so awesome, and she's got that cool accent, (laughs) and I'm going to go over there to visit because I have somebody to stay with in England, you know." (laughs) Um, And so it was six or seven years before we were like, I think God probably didn't go to all of that trouble just so we could go on vacation together. (laughs) And so when we call uh, this thing that we've started Dare to Be, we always say we were the ones who took the first dare. You know, we were the ones that said... We're going to dare to combine our ministries. It makes no sense. You live across an ocean. We're going to dare to start something with nobody's help, just us and our pocketbook. We're going to dare to step out because we had young kids or we were Mm -hmm. full-time women in career and ministry and trying to figure it out, and we needed it. And we'd been a part of a bunch of different conferences, yes. but they'd been other people's ideas or other people's whatever. And we're like, no, this is something birthed in us mm-hmm. so that we're going to walk out. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of how it all, the whole thing got started.
0: Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation quickly to share about another one of our incredible partners, KiwiCo. There is not much I love more than hanging out and doing something fun and creative with some of my mini BFFs. Giving them a chance to get some energy out and giving their parents a little break in the evening after school is a win, win, win. And KiwiCo crates are some of our favorite things to do together. With KiwiCo, you get hands-on science and art projects delivered right to your door. The little pinball machine we made together not long ago was so cool. Every single thing you need is included because KiwiCo thinks of everything, literally. And then when we were done putting it together, we got to challenge each other to our own little pinball tournament, creativity, engineering, competition, all in one. Do your part to encourage your children or the mini BFFs in your life to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. And the best part, you get to watch their confidence grow with each monthly creation. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 50% off, that's five zero, you guys 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at k i w i c o.com, promo code that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Charlotte and Natalie. Charlotte, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking in my head. And- I'm thinking about women who are leading in the church, women mm-hmm. who are running women's ministries, mm-hmm. or running student ministries, or running mm-hmm. the church. It is it is rare we talk about this, but it's what's the front of my mind. So, will you just talk for a minute to the women who are doing this by themselves mm-hmm. and who are running the women's ministry, yeah. and they've 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 just gone through COVID, and their women's conference was canceled. Yes, mm-hmm. and they don't ha- they can't find all the women who were in the ministry a year and a half ago, and right. they don't know where they've gone and. Will you just kind of encourage for a minute, talk to these women Mm -hmm. who are not the three of us on a stage and popping in and out of conferences, Mm -hmm. but are like doing the daily grind of Mm -hmm. leading women in their community.
1: I think it's just going right back. Like I think all of us in our own way have had this over this last season. You go right back to the why. Like if you're doing it because it's your role or it's your title or it's your job brief, then that won't sustain you in seasons like we've just been through. But if it's the why of I just feel burdened to, to reach out, to encourage the people in my community, the women in my community, the single parent, the mm-hmm. student. And I just know that that's what God's, then, then whatever you've been through, it's like that still remains, right? Yeah. And so whether that was used to be to 100 people, and now it's more like 50, the why is still there and the numbers will change and the numbers can grow back, but the heart has to stay on fire. So I think the first thing you have to give attention to is keeping fanning into flame, the why. We've just had, this yes. conversation about dare to be, you know, going back out in the fall yeah. and go, being able to finally go back out. But the reason why we're going back out is not, you know, because I think there's a lot of things that people over this season have gone, well, maybe I should give that up, or maybe yes. I don't want to do that yes. anymore. Or I think everyone's taken that assessment time, right? But what we couldn't get away from, and what I probably think women in leadership that are doing those roles will probably not be able to get away from is, yeah, but when when I really get back to the why I'm doing it, it's because I believe that I want to see more salvation. I want to see women restored. I want to see, you know, daughters and mothers find that place of wholeness again. I want to see the student find hope again. I want to see, you know, something in my community that women can gather around and find someone that shares story with them. Mm -hmm. That's why they started it. And so for us, we're like, I don't know what the fall tall looks like after. COVID right, after right, everything. Right. But what we know is we want to see altars filled. We want to see yeah. people find Jesus. We want to see people yeah. find hope. We want to see people that have just lost so much in this season get back to that realization, but they still have everything because they have mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. And so I'd say to the leader, get back to your why, focus on your why pray about your why. like, And I think you'll find strength and the renewal of strength yes. to just start. And if you start small again, start small start again, small right? Again. It's like right. David starting with the the stone and the sling and refusing yeah. the armor. Just start. Some some of us, you know, our whole ministry began yeah. with the stone and sling. Yeah, You know, we don't, um, I think we add the armor thinking that that's what makes us look more professional. Mm-hmm. But the truth is the stone and the sling was what brought Goliath down. Mm-hmm. And so get back to whether that's a small Bible study in your living room, whether that's just a couple of girls that meet for coffee, yeah. get back yeah. to what it is that reminds you of why you do what you do and leave the growth part to God. Yeah.
2: It's
0: good. Natalie, I mean, scripture is really clear that two are better than one, yes. right? And people use that all the time about marriage, which yes. I think is really beautiful. And I, yes. hope, I hope for myself as well <laughs> that two are better than one because yes. they share the work. And it really, I mean, scripture is very clear about like, it just is more effective, Yes, and so how have you seen that true in the ministry you're doing? I'm thinking again of the women mm-hmm. that are doing ministry. They're like, "Oh, I guess I could invite this other woman from this other church for us to group together and do something together." Yes, how has
2: it been better? Well, and I think that's the beauty in it is because when you—that's how we knew it was the Lord because her strengths are some of my weaknesses and my strengths are Mm -hmm. some of her weaknesses and when you partner together with somebody you realize okay we don't and women especially there's such a spirit of competitiveness sometimes Mm -hmm. and not like well I've got to actually bring my A game because she has her A game and no 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 no, Mm -hmm. let her bring her A game in what she's A game in and Mm -hmm. you bring your A game in what you're A game in and there's something so beautiful about collaboration Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes when we can lay down feeling like we have to either keep up or achieve or do more because they're doing more and we relax into a, I'm actually going to walk out what I know mm-hmm. I'm good at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you walk out what I know you're good at. And sometimes we disagree mm-hmm. and we work through it as sisters mm-hmm. and sometimes we cry. Most mm-hmm. times we laugh, yeah. but we literally are so, you hear that phrase better together all the time Yeah, and it's really easy to say because it sounds cute but it's actually truth. Yeah. It's it's just a simple truth mm-hmm. that when you work off of one another's strengths and you lean into letting and somebody else, if that means that... You have to let them run with something that maybe you wanted to run with, but you're actually going to trust that they're going to run it better. Mm-hmm. That actually takes maturity to yeah. let somebody else be better than you mm-hmm. at something yeah. that does take maturity. And I've not always been mature in it, but I've grown as a as a result of this relationship. And it was
1: so funny, you know, when we first started doing the, the tour together, doing the Dare to Be, you know, I would laugh and I had to deal with some things in me that were insecure, mm. you know, and Nat had to speak into that in my life because, you know, I'm going going out on Dare to Be, and obviously people know her music, they know her singing, so you realize, well, a lot of these, these people think it's just a concert. Yeah, So, like, we do, like, the meet and greet, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's Natalie Grant. And, and then they're like, give me their <laughs> I, cell phone. And yeah. like, could you take my picture with <laughs> oh, her? Yes. And I'm like, sure, I, I can. I and, like, I could see her dying a thousand deaths because she's like, I <laughs> yes. feel so, obsor- like, I don't want that to. And I was yes. like, it's totally fine. Yes. But it took me a minute yep. to just be secure in my lane and just be like, you know what? Like, like yes. like like these people have listened to her on radio. That's how they've come to our event. They're used to hearing her. They're like, who's this English chick? So I used to just embrace it. Yeah. took me a minute and i just come out and go hi I'm I, you know I'm Nat's friend and <laughs> yep. I'm not a new duet we're not going <laughs> to sing together but I am going to teach the word and I think we're going to be good yeah. yeah, and it just had to build from there but there was a, a moment where I was like man I just feel like am I the add on and I think that can be the mm-hmm. reason why you don't come together because you can feel your insecurity in those moments right but you've got to realize but we're about the same win yes you know yes. Saul yes. couldn't yes. partner with David because he was an insecure mm-hmm. right but Jonathan his son who had more to lose mm-hmm. was like here have this and here's my ring and here's my cloak he's like because we're about the same win yeah. and when you become about the same win then it doesn't matter what part you play yeah. and, and it's been a beautiful story of how you know there's been moments where it's just been a case okay now people know what dare to be is and they know that it's you know not just worship but it's word and it's the combination And but I think if my insecurity had got to the front of that and I hadn't dealt with that and that hadn't helped me with that then I think it would be a very different place that we'd be at today. Yes. And we talk about all that in the book we just wrote. Yeah, we, Like there's chapters about that, about our disagreements, yeah. about yes. the tears. Yes. Because we <laughs> want people to see it's not just some tidy, professional thing that we've no. got going on. It yes.
0: genuinely is that journey. Yes, yeah. I um, I absolutely do not endorse books that I do not read a bunch of that. <laughs> And so everyone can know when they open the book and see my endorsement. I actually read to be. I promise. I read everyone. Thank you for that. It's really good. It comes out tomorrow, but people can order it today. Why take a live event to a book? What it, what it, what was not available to people in twenty twenty? That's available now because it's written down.
2: Right. I think a lot of it is actually, you know, when you have an event, you've got like a thing that you're following, right, you're kind of a flow that you're following yeah. of. You okay, the worship. And I think the stories of yeah. of that's not the on stage, not what people see, not the two blonde chicks, you know, showing up who has struggled with fertility and got the miracle. Cause okay. I think sometimes that's actually my struggle in sharing. The miracle is that yeah. so many other people are waiting for mm-hmm. the miracle mm-hmm. and they may never get it and that's the part that I I can't explain. And there why. are other people who got miracles that you didn't. It, right? Exactly. That, like that's the that's just exactly yeah. that's just yeah. part of it. Yep. And I think sometimes the event can be so great but just by the nature of the fact that it's on a stage there are certain polished aspects yes. to it that you just can't get away from. Cuz it, it has, has to be event. excellent. It just is, yes, you yes. know. But I think for us, the book was more of a chance to say, this is actually the in-depth version of how this started and how yeah. we had to stick with it, even when we had no money, how we had to stick with it. We had no crew and had to untangle the beads ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I could not believe that part. I
0: was like, <laughs> I can picture it. That, it was a to It was, Dare to bead. It was Dare a, a be,
2: which will never
1: be repeated. That's right. And Hopefully. I think
2: that's the part that helps people see the real, and I, I think yeah. the realness and the authenticity of it, of This wasn't just somebody's idea that they put together and put on a stage. Mm -hmm. It's birthed out of genuine friendship. Women, it's actually possible to do something that's from genuine friendship Mm -hmm. and that it works even when you don't see eye to eye, even when you come from different places that it can work when God puts it together. And I think that's why the book to us was so important was to not just tell the story, but then believing that those stories coupled with the word was going to inspire other women Mm -hmm. to embrace that adventure, to embrace it. Because I think so many right now are actually stuck. Mm -hmm. They're literally stuck with a uh, okay, I, know, I feel this nudge to do this, or I want to do that, or I've got a dream to do this, but too much time has passed and it's not happening. Or I don't know how to, or I'm waiting for for the big male voice from the sky mm-hmm. to say, there's somebody in the back of the auditorium <laughs> right. with an right. They're waiting for something that's going to give them the nudge instead of just saying, I'm going to actually just go for it. Yeah. And believe that what God's put in me, he's going to see to fruition. And yeah. it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And I think that part of it, we need more people willing to step out of where they're stuck, mm-hmm. especially in the moment we're living in.
1: And I think one of us, one of, I think we believe that one of our strengths, because it's just who we are, is our conversation. You know, yes. like just the fact that we are friends and friends mm-hmm. do just chat and so I think the book allows people to be in on a conversation yeah. I think when you read That's it you I feel like you're it. in on a conversation yeah. and I think women love that you know they don't necessarily want you know these are the five points that you do to get from A to B they want to be in the dialogue like what mm-hmm. did you say behind the scenes like you know I'm talking about when she's brushing my hair because I'm sobbing my eyes <laughs> out because I'm missing my kids and I'm like yeah. I can't do this tonight yeah. and she's like okay I got you I got your hair you need to pull your <laughs> yourself together and like yeah. those are the things that like that people don't see but those are the reality of what makes it be what it is. And I think it was just us being us on paper and being able to just have that chat and, and invite people into the conversation. Yeah.
0: One of the things I loved about the book that Charlotte, I'd love for you, both of you, but I think it was one of the- she wrote was about leading but not controlling. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, I think that is a thing that women I feel and that women mm-hmm. in leadership feel. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the women who are leading their mm-hmm. ministry at their yes. church or mm-hmm. their family right. or whatever. Of like, okay, we are privileged to live in a country. Mm-hmm. This yes. is very forward right now to mm-hmm. me and in yes. our news that we live in a country where women are allowed to lead, right. yes. where the three of us get to be public about yes. our faith and make right. a living out of yes. it, and so my struggle is control. Right. And you write about it a little bit in here about like letting go. And so, so balance for me, leading and controlling.
1: Right. I think it's the difference between, you know, a force in your ministry or a force in your marriage or a force with your kids and a flow. I think, Ah, I think it's the difference in that. I think that sometimes you just know I'm forcing this, right? Right. So so I'm (laughs) forcing this To happen, I'm forcing this door to open. I'm forcing this conversation. I'm forcing that opportunity to come to me, which means that all the effort is on you, and whatever you force, you've got to sustain, right? Mm. I mean, come on, (laughs) yes, but come on, take notes, right? (laughs) Whatever
0: you force, you have to (laughs) to sustain, sustain. yes. But what God
1: endorses. Instead of you forcing. So what you want is a God endorsing, not you forcing. Oh my God! And what God endorses writing <laughs> that down, guys.
2: Yeah. Tattooing it right now.
1: On the uh-huh. What God endorses, He sustains. Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. so Such a because word. you step into his flow. Yeah. And and I and you know, okay, so so when it talks about there's a rhythm of grace for your life, mm-hmm. right? That means that that there's a great it doesn't mean that you don't stop moving, right. but but now you're not forcing it when you're forcing it you don't have the grace to the rhythm
0: right but when there's an endorsement
1: of God so you can be busy Mm -hmm. with the things that God has for you Mm -hmm. but there's a grace in the busyness because God is helping you in that but once you start doing it all by yourself and it's the opportunity you made and it's the appointment that you made and it's the you know and and so that's why I think the timing even of the book we could have forced it earlier yes but it just felt like it was the right season it was the right timing and it came and honestly the book was was like a flood, it was a flow. Yeah. It wasn't hard to get it on paper because it was, but I think if we'd have tried it a couple of years back, and I think that's the thing, we our time and God's time, that's always the issue, right? Yeah. And I think even it in, is for me. Yeah, you're right. Like, yes, <laughs> it and it's amen. for everybody. You know? And and so I think you just know the signs of when you just know I'm forcing this. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm working way too hard to make this happen mm-hmm. than I probably should be. Um, mm. And so then at those points, I always go back to that scripture that says, delight yourself in the Lord yeah. Yes. and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. I think a lot of people want the desires of their heart, yes. but they don't delight yeah. in the Lord, yes. right? Yeah. So when you're forcing the desires of your heart to happen and you've stopped delighting, you're in trouble. So just get back to delighting
2: and trust that God can endorse what it is that needs to happen in your future. I'm actually literally taking over your show right now. So (laughs) Charlotte, (laughs) actually speak to what it actually means when you say delight yourself in the Lord. When the scripture says that, what do you think delight means? For me, it's coming back to that place where he is everything.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, and, and his ways are way more important than my ways. Mm. Yes, And I'm just going to delight in who he is as my father. I'm going to delight in who he is as the faithful one in my life for yeah. all these years. Yeah. I'm just going to delight in the fact that he's just good and yeah. he is good and he does yes. good. I'm just going to delight through worship. I'm going to delight through devoting myself to time in the scripture. I'm just going to delight in just yeah. what he's already done for me and not mm-hmm. keep asking for more. Yeah, Like I'm d- going to delight in being content in who he is in my life right now, and not give him a list of wants. Like, like to me, delighting is removing it from a, a wish list, an asking yeah. list. Yes. It's not coming to, okay, I'm going to worship you, Lord, and whilst I'm worshiping you, what I'd like you to do is I'd like this opportunity, and I'd like to get this interview. <laughs> well, I've got your attention, <laughs> like, yeah. Lord. Yes, That's not delighting. That's no. like... That's if he like, never did another thing for you. Right, and an so a, it's yeah. just being yeah. in that place of content, of I'm just, the only thing I'm here for is just to tell you yeah. I love you. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for what you've done for yeah. me. And if you did know more, you've already yeah. done more than enough. Yeah. That to me is delighting. It's like delighting in your kids, right? Yes. I'm delighting in the fact that that you just you're how amazing I get yeah. to be entrusted with you. And not I'm delighting in you because you did good or you did your chores. Or Sometimes you got, I have to convince myself Right, of that. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in there. But then when you delight just <laughs> for those reasons, it's amazing how it just changes. Because yeah. because if you need the other stuff to delight, then the relationship's already faulty. Yeah. it's
0: good. Lord have mercy. How do Same. you help? See? <laughs> But See? to you, <laughs> no. it's just church. It's just church. <laughs> now we just
1: needed to crank out a song, and that's we just right. had a whole, had a whole Jesus, right. Jesus experience. To right. Jesus. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
0: Natalie, I'm thinking for our friends who are waiting on the miracle.
1: Yes, right.
0: So they they're hearing Charlotte and they're going like, I don't know what else to do. Yes, I I tell God he's the best thing that's ever happened to me, but we can't get pregnant, mm-hmm. and or we, me I'm not married, right? Yet. Or uh, someone's looking for a job. Yes. Or someone just lost someone they love to COVID. Yeah. Or someone served in Afghanistan and is just feeling everything. What do we, what's the hope when you think you're doing everything and it's, you still don't have the miracle?
2: You know, I don't know if I said this when I was on your show last time, but something that really the Lord really taught me through my season of having thyroid cancer was before the answer came, right? So a lot of people, they knew I was, going to maybe never sing again because i had this this tumor that was sitting on my vocal nerve and so my voice still works and everyone thought that was such a miracle and i actually don't think that was a miracle i just think it was a gift
1: mm. um
2: but what's I the difference to me a miracle is god doing something for a greater purpose in me not just something i can do but who i am right wow. so for me the voice was something i get to do and it's yeah. awesome and i'm going to do it for him i have more of a passion now than ever because he Preserved my voice. Mm -hmm. But what he did in me had nothing to do with what I'm doing, had everything to do with who I'm being. Mm -hmm. And that was getting to the place where I could say, my outcome does not determine his goodness. Mm -hmm. And I think where whoever you are, whatever you're waiting for, whatever that moment you're waiting for, if you can actually make a determination in your heart and begin to pray into that, to Mm -hmm. that end my outcome does not determine your goodness. Mm -hmm. And you start to say it, even when you don't believe it, even when you don't feel it, just every day begin to pray, my outcome does not determine your goodness. You're actually still good Mm -hmm. if this doesn't work out. You're still faithful Mm -hmm. if I'm not healed. You're still kind if you don't answer my prayer the way I want you to, because my outcome doesn't determine who you are. And I think getting to that place where I could say that with sincerity, Mm -hmm. that was the miracle for me because I was not there, but he brought me there. And now going into every situation to go, you know what? It may, it may not, but you're still God and you're still good. And that comes, I just think, through a maturity of faith and through beginning to declare it. I think there's such power Mm -hmm. in what we declare. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we um, forget Uh, and don't actually take inventory of what we're saying. Mm. But I think a lot of times those that are waiting just start to take inventory about how much you talk about that. Wow. How much do you talk about what you're waiting for? How much do you talk about hoping that you could be married? Yeah. How much do you talk about – It's nothing wrong with talking about it. Do you want people to talk about it more or less? Right. I think if you focused on it less – Not Ah. talk about it because you don't want to not be real. You want to be genuine. You want to be authentic. You don't want to hide it. But if it's your focus of I need him to do this, I need this healing. I'm devastated by this. And then you keep talking. It's one thing to be vulnerable and share your devastation. It's another thing to sit in your devastation Mm. every day where you're just sitting in it, sitting in it, sitting in it. Then I think that's the part where you're like, okay, I actually need to change my confession. And I'm not you know Joel Osteen in you here right now like the power of positive thinking all the time but also, but also the, the man is work on has to the something. power of life and death <laughs> but, right? I think
0: exactly. what, but i think what
1: i love about what you just said what i just heard through what you were saying is the focus is not on the gift Yes. It's on the giver. Yes. That's what you're saying. It wasn't yes. on the gift of your voice. No. For yeah. you it became all about the giver now. Yes. And that is everything because if yep. the gift looks different in this next season, right. you still have the giver.
2: Exactly. Right. Yep. Right. Right. And and
0: that. what you say out I mean, I am I we talked about this with Danny Goki, yes. we talked about this with in a couple of different episodes lately about like literally what you're saying out loud matters. Mm. Yes. The things you pray. You can tell the truth and be vulnerable and be honest. Yes. Like, I have counseling today. I'm going to tell her exactly. the whole truth. i say it truth. out loud. Yes. But also when I'm praying, I'm not—I I mean, I—, I even this week, I've been walking. I have, like, a little hallway that I kind of yes. pace when I – if I move, I pray better mm-hmm. than if I sit. <laughs> Me too. And so I'll walk, and I'll be like, you are kind. Yes. You are good. You mm. are paying attention. Yes. And I don't feel no. any of that. No, 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 <laughs> None of that is how I feel. No. But I am just
1: saying. Right, Yeah. I'm just talking
0: about the giver.
2: Right. Yes. Right? Because
1: the enemy can't read your thoughts. Right. Let's just remember right. that. Right. So he doesn't have any power until it comes out your mouth. Mm. He can only use what comes out your mouth. Wow. So he doesn't know you're scared until you say you are.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: He doesn't know that you're anxious until you start talking anxious. Uh huh. And so once those words come out, you give them as a gift mm. to not only the giver but also the the thief that comes yes. to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. They're a gift in who and um, and whoever's hands they let end in mm-hmm. is yep. up to you. Mm-hmm. So like just like my kids don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. So if I suddenly say, "Well, that's a disaster," or oh, "Well, you're useless," yeah. They only know that until it comes out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. So so you think about it that way. My husband doesn't know what's in my head. Until it comes out my mouth. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with the enemy. Think of the enemy that way. And realize once it comes out your mouth, you just either gave him fuel for the fire Mm -hmm. or you put water instead of petrol Mm -hmm. on the
2: fire. And, you know, on that same, I'm literally sitting here going, yeah, but I don't want people to think that they can't share how they're feeling and they don't get to be vulnerable. But that is actually why it's so important who your friends are. Yeah. Yeah. Because you either have a friend that you're safe because you want somebody that you can speak to about it. Yes. Are they going to just get down there in the pit and then commiserate with you? And then it's going to be this thing back and forth. And then all of a sudden, there's no life being put into the air. Yeah. But when you surround yourself with people that listen to you, cry with you, you know, hurt with you, and then speak life into mm-hmm. you, yes. speak life back against those words that you're saying. That's why it's so important mm-hmm. who you actually let into your inner yes. circle, because you need those people that are going to actually answer your hurts and your cries mm-hmm. with life.
0: Hey, y'all, just interrupted this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you refresh your cool weather wardrobe for autumn, but they can help you shop for another kind of coverage, life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Well, for starters, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. And you could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement. For a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Getting started is easy first. Head to policygenius.com and in minutes you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. And Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. So head to policygenius.com to get started right now. PolicyGenius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And now back to finish up our conversation with Natalie and Charlotte. It's yeah. one of the things I love about Job's friends, because they're idiots. But it is just like someone who was in here, forgive me that I don't remember who, Craig, you may remember who if you do say it out loud, but said, Job... In the book of Job, Job's friends talk about God. Job talks to God. right? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about that. But who you listen to in your vulnerability and in your pain, who you are sharing that with, it is not—you shouldn't keep it all inside, but who you go to. Right. If you go go to your Job's friends. Yes. And so I've been asking God really thoughtfully lately as I'm in conversations are going, is this person— is this person a job's friend or is yes. this person a right. healthy spot right. for yes. me? Right. And I'm and I'm starting to sheep and goats it a little yes. bit, right? <laughs> right? Of who totally. I can trust when I'm trying to yes. make some decisions and
1: think through things. And it's how you say it. So, like David was in a in a rough spot and and he was not doing good and he was anxious. And then he says, "You know, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then." There's another line. Yeah, You will praise the Lord. In yes. other words, it's not that you should hide what you're, where you're at, but be careful how you say it. Because yeah. right. if you just like, I'm downcast, my life's over, everything sucks, there's no way out. I mean, you've just dug a hole, which mm-hmm. the enemy is just going to keep piling yeah. more and more on top of you, yeah. right, for you right. to feel that way. But if you acknowledge the pain, but also acknowledge the promise... And also acknowledge that there's a way out. And also acknowledge the pain, the one that can come and heal Mm -hmm. the pain. Mm -hmm. Then in the same mouth, you're saying to the enemy, yeah,
0: this is what's happening, but this is who I'm giving it to. That's it. That's it. That's right? it is saying this is what's true of my experience. And this is who it's But my experience to. Yes. doesn't tell me about God. Right. My God tells me about my
1: experience. Right. Yes. And that's when you know if you've got a good friend. Yeah. So when the friend just gets in with you and like, yeah, I'm anxious too. And yeah, I feel And yeah, if I were you, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. But when I tell yeah. her, she's like, I, I, I see it. I feel for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm hurting for you. And this is what we're going to do about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm believing
1: with you. I'm praying with you. We're standing with you. Yeah. And so then the whole conversation now has a way out instead of just a way for the down yeah yes. when
0: you're praying for a thing and it is extended when it happens I have found tell me if y'all agree with this or your thoughts on this the longer you have to stand in faith the more clear it is who can stand with you yeah <laughs> so because true. the first week right? everybody's, so right? everybody's, like, in, everybody's with you right yes. eight weeks in, in 12 right? weeks in seventy right. years so in true. right you're like oh y'all now y'all are asking me, yes, if I should really be believing, right. or if I should. And I'm like, no, no, listen. no, no. right? Listen, to me. <laughs> I thought you were gonna stay with me. I thought we were all believing. Right, right, right. It's so true. So, how do you find the right people? How do you oh. find them? I
1: think you, I think <laughs> I think you have to understand that there's different friendships, right? There's yeah. some friendships that are seasonal,
0: yeah,
1: and there's some friendships that you know. Uh, the internet has uh, tried to kill
0: seasonal friendships right, yeah, anyway. right. and yes. make us believe that everyone yes. we met we have to know forever because exactly. we follow them on Instagram exactly, exactly. And,
1: and, and, and we have to uncouple ourselves from that because yeah, that's, that's just good, because it's, just un- it's faulty thinking it's not healthy thinking no and it's not actually what Jesus modeled no and it's not actually what we read in our Bible you know there were it's ta- certainly not what Paul modeled right no. I think, I, think <laughs> I mean I think think about it with um. you know with Ruth and Naomi and Ofra like think about that like there was an opportunity that came they journeyed so far together and we always talk about you know how Ruth you know was the better one but yeah. actually I think they both made the better choice Yeah. because you don't travel with someone unless you know that that's the next season of your life Yeah. and so they're both in that moment one clings to Naomi and is like yeah this is it this is it for me and the other's mm. like no this is my goodbye Yes. and both are right yes. and I think good. we just focus on well we should all have the Ruth spirit and cling yeah. to the person forever well mm-hmm. no not unless you know and that's Ruth good. was written into that that was part of her future yeah. Pa- but it wasn't necessarily for... Oh, for, and so I think those are the uh, areas in our life where we have to, first of all, know, don't go into every friendship like, okay, this is forever. Uh-huh. You know, we're moving in together. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you everything. No, 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 right. no. That's not how that no. began for yeah. us. I mean, we look now, 16 years later, and yeah. we're like, wow, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> we're raising our kids together. We're sharing yeah. the journey of marriage together. We're, But but we didn't start off thinking it would be that. No. Right. And so I think you have to, first of all, know, okay, when I enter into a friendship, I enter and I take it a step at a time.
0: Right? I mean, we almost we need to put some of our dating boundaries on friendship. Yes, Right. Exactly. like you can when y'all break up, yes, all your friends say, delete his phone number. Yes. Right. <laughs> Unfollow him on and it. Like right. when y'all aren't in relationship anymore, right. yeah. it's so it's healthiest yeah. to let them go. Right. Yes. But with female friends we yeah. think well, that's not loving, and right. that's not kind if we don't stay together as best friends forever. Right. It actually right. is loving. And I actually right. even just discovered
2: the mute button. Right. Oh, <laughs> is isn't it a a gift? Gift? mute is actually a gift because right. then they don't have you don't have to worry about hurting someone's feelings, and you unfollow them. That's you right. just silence them, and, and it's a beautiful I have thing. all
0: stories <laughs> muted. Yeah, I haven't because totally. I just—it's like I can't I take do it. All it. In. It, was, it was hours of my life, Same. and so people will say, "Well, did you see my story?" I'm like, "No, I still no, follow you." and yeah, I'm, I'm yes, interested. I can't watch your stories exactly. You and I think one me. of the things I would
1: say is that just like I just referenced, you know, I think when you know it's a, a right friendship, it's yeah. just a flow. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's not fast. Right. Like like when somebody's telling you, "Why didn't you call me?" and you know, "Why didn't you text me?" and you're like, "Okay." Either that works for you or it doesn't. But for me, that's too high maintenance. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, right. And so
1: you just got to be upfront. Like, hey, I want to be your friend. But I'm kind of the friend that when we're in, we're all in. And then when we're about our lives, we're about our lives. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, we can go for months. I think people months. think we speak to each other every day. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, go no. for actual months. Yes. Yeah. And wow. not even yeah. be in touch. But right. we don't need to be. Yes. It's right. like, like, like. It, but it
0: works for both of you. Yes. 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 Her
1: life's busy. My life's busy. We're in two different time
0: zones. It's yeah. like, that would just be. Extra.
1: Yeah. It's a little lives.
0: bit the nature of being friends with people that do our job. Right. Yes. Is A, if we're at work, we're not in the same place. Totally. Usually y'all get to be. Right. But if we're all at work on the same weekend, right. would, yeah. we're in different cities. Exactly. I'm not that y'all. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But then if we run into each other, it's like, okay, let's eat dinner tonight. Yes. Let's, like, let's say right. all the things. Yes. I yeah. mean, we hadn't seen each other for
1: months. So I arrived at her house last night. First of all, I always forget to tell her I'm Did coming. Did you just get here from England? No, I was okay, gonna say I was You're looking good for such a... So I I always forget her. Like, so I text her at the airport going, Oh, by the way, you know I'm staying tonight, right? She's like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then we get in, like literally, then I'm like helping her with dinner and then we're eating and then we're measuring for furniture. Yeah. yeah. And then we're moving furniture. And, <laughs> and like we're, literally like, it's it's like, it's, like like, you just never pick missed up a beat. Yes. As if you and I think that yeah. to me is just healthy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just health the healthy things just grow, yeah. right? Yeah. And then if it's healthy, you get to prune it. And you yes. don't mind when it's pruned. Yeah. So if we have to prune something and talk yes. about something, it's healthy. Yeah. Yes. Whereas I think if we have a friendship and when you prune it, it's like, well, I'm not speaking to you again mm-hmm. until I get over this. It's that's not healthy. Right. Right. And and if it needs all the time, full time care. That's not healthy. No. Yeah. So I right. just think you you know, when you're building a friendship, look at those signs and think, Can I sustain this? Mm-hmm. Because if this is gonna take, you know, ninety percent of my life to keep you happy, mm-hmm. then that's not healthy for either no. of us. Yeah.
0: And I think I, I would think it I've experienced this that some of my married friends, their husbands are like, go be with your girlfriends. Like you need, you need that. And then I know some single people who have put all the weight of relationship on their girlfriends. Right. And then you go, Hey, listen, I can't carry all this for you. No, Mm -hmm. we can't be everything. And so it's, it's that pruning of, Mm -hmm. if I cut this back, will it grow again? Right. Yes. Or not. Yeah. And I was like, so important. It's so helpful. Because we have a lot of life left, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully right? right? Yes. God unless willing. Jesus wants
2: to come right. on back, and you can, because right. it's a crazy world. That's, That's right. right. Come on right. back, Jesus. Right. You're welcome. You are welcome <laughs> here. Yeah.
0: But as I'm, I mean, as I'm thinking back on this whole conversation, literally, what y'all keep saying over and over again is the dare to be idea of yeah. like just dare to be in friendship, right? Yes. Dare to believe that God is who He says He yes. is. Right. Dare to rest. Dare to yes. stand yes. back. Dare to trust the flow and not right. force yes. things. I mean, right. y'all are. Y'all are living what you teach right here in front of us.
2: (laughs) That is a huge gift. And I think that's the part is just, you know, people think that word dare sometimes almost sounds a little bit like, oh, but you actually have to. I think oftentimes, even in our faith, we are waiting for God to yeah. do the thing that that steps out, that makes it happen, that opens the door, that yeah. pushes us through. Yeah. That that God's already done everything mm-hmm. He needs to do. Actually, He's constantly got a hand extended. Yes. We actually have to take a hold of it. Yes. We actually have to profess mm-hmm. the Word. We actually have to step out. Yeah. We ha- there is like we have a responsibility, yes. and I think that that word is exactly what it is. It's you have to dare to take God out His Word, yeah. and then when you do, the payoff. It's great. Not easy. Yeah. The payoff is but great. But we even did a chapter called "Dad to Fail. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's I the truth. It. It's yes. like,
1: like we were like, Is this gonna work? I am right. Right. I I mean, like the we record in the book, like the first night of Dare to Be with the disaster with the backdrop, and then like the next time, like there was a storm and like nobody came, and we're like looking out, like there's nobody here. (laughs) Like you just had to live (laughs) in that place. And I honestly, like, I think it's important people see that because if you think that when we say Dare to Be, it means oh yeah, if you dare it, it's just all gonna work out. It's gonna be good. It's all gonna be good. No, the failing teaches you just as much as the succeeding, if not more
0: right yeah. up so Whew. okay is there anything we didn't talk about you want to talk about what did, we, what did we leave on the table I don't know
2: we talked so much about flow and I'm literally laughing because I'm like man yeah. you are so Drinking in the flow even man. the water bottle is I called know. flow even that it's perfect
0: uh, well thank y'all for Dare to Be I've been to the show and I mm. loved it yeah. I just said and we had questions come in from our friends listening that get our AFD weekend review and of the 10 questions that came in 7 of them are just thanking y'all no. for the show, for your writing, for your music, for an experience Aww. of meeting you 20 years ago oh and how kind you were. Oh. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I so <laughs> I, I think that that that's says awesome. the most that when that. people get a chance to ask you a question directly, they mostly want to say thank you. That's amazing. Oh, so I think that that's really sweet. I can't wait for people to get the book tomorrow. Um, <laughs> the last question we always ask, you know, it's coming out. Yes, but <laughs> both of you get to answer because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Yes. Tell uh-huh. me what sounds fun to you.
2: Oh, man. Oh, at this moment, a beach. (laughs) Yes. Great answer. A beach sounds fantastic, preferably nowhere in the south because it is so humid right now. It is disgusting outside. (laughs) So somewhere with dry heat, a beach. And then the other thing that sounds really fun that I've been thinking about, if I could do anything else with my life, it would be to be a candy taste tester.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just, like, tasting it. But then, you know, like, nine out of ten times, it's going
2: to be gross. I know. I don't think so. Okay. I think if I would have parameters because I would be the taste tester, so I would get to set the rules. You're like the top so not of the gonna, triangle. Yeah, I'm not doing that jelly belly thing where they've like, it yeah, tastes like vomit. Yeah, that's my fear for you, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like new chocolates or okay. new gummy worms. Or, okay. That just kind of sounds like a dream. Okay,
0: so if any of our friends listening own a candy company. <laughs> yes,
2: I'm your highly I am your Mrs. Willy Wonka. Yeah, my gosh, I am um, your Willy Wonka.
0: What about you, Charlotte? What sounds fun to you? You know
1: what just dropped into my mind? That sounds fun to have someone open, like my favorite store, at night.
0: Yes, just for me and a group yes. of
1: girlfriends oh. and we have access to shop yes. as long as we want <gasps> and we don't get charged for anything.
0: Oh, you just oh,
1: <laughs> have fun awesome. with that be. you want to come with me now don't <laughs> you?
0: <laughs> You're oh, like so forget God. the
1: candy I'm going with her. Oh I mean, my like, word. Open, like, what Nord- store would you pick? I probably Nordstrom's because it has a bit of everything, everything. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and like when I say like everything like, like Louis has to be open and the shoe yes. department has yes. to be open <gasps> and the makeup counter has to be open oh, and we yeah. just it's night and we just go in and we get to eat the cafe fun. and oh, just shop so no other customers. And co- eat fun. their fries. Yeah. Their
2: fries. <gasps> their fries, fries are the my best. Gosh, we their go fries to, are oh the my gosh. Try on all the clothes. Yes. We could just and then oh, just load up what awesome. we think we want and then that's does that sound fun? We're all fun going to me. be daydreaming daydream- for yes. the rest it's of the right. day about you you know, we'll daydreaming. Day I, mean, I <laughs> did that too. That <laughs> would also be involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much fun. It <laughs> would be so fun, right? And if ever, if I ever get that dream, I'll put you on the list. You get you. It Thank we're you. Thank you. are all I'm going to be interested. <laughs> very interested. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh, you guys, aren't they incredible? I love them both so, so much. I just absolutely adore them. So be sure to pick up your copy of Dare to Be. Open the first page and you will see that I loved it so much. I endorsed it as soon as I read it. I just absolutely think this is a great devotional to have. Make sure you're following Natalie and Charlotte so you can tell them thanks for being on the show and get yourself to a Dare to Be event as soon as you can. They are awesome. I've been to a couple and I just love them. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. And out on the road, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Have a great couple of days. We'll see you back here on Friday with my pal, one of my favorite pastors, Steve Carter. See you guys then.
2: uh uh-huh.